Welcome back. Hey, guys. So in this episode, we are going to talk about one my levels because we did get complaints that I was too quiet before. So now I'm just going to start up, yelling. Dude. Uh, but <laughs> but today, I'm Dr. Callie Hale. Oh, yeah. Who are we? Dr. Kyle Hale. And we are going to talk today about sleep disorder, breathing and bedwetting. That is a very, very big t- topic. And we are excited to chat with each other today to give you guys some information about what we do as the airway dentists and why bedwetting is such a big deal for kids that are sleep have sleep disorder breathing. Well, it's a big deal because there's a huge stigma around it. And the stigma is that That's a hush, at, least, hush topic. at least when I was growing up, um, which was not a forever ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it, it, when I was growing up, I felt like if you, the sentiment around a kid who bedwets was a kid who didn't have a happy home, whether it was from kind of some of abuse, physical, emotional, whatever it was, or, you know, constantly moving something like that. And so, um, and I actually grew up and I never really knew anyone that had a bedwetting problem. I mean, it, yeah, it's such no a hush, hush talk it. of it. Yeah. You don't walk around with, no. you know, that diagnosis on your shoulder. But, um, as we kick off this episode, one thing we're going to do is we're going to reference a few times, at least, uh, an article, um, and we'll try to put it in uh, a description. We're definitely going to put it on our blog on the air, uh, the sleepwelljourney.com. Yes. Um, and we're also, you'll be able to find it on the airway dentist.com and an information page. Um, so this, this article is from the journal of sleep disorders and therapy and they tie, uh, it was in, uh, 2020, 2022, um, issue one. So probably early in the year. And who authored it? Um, this was by Dr. Karen Parker Davidson and the department of health sciences at central Michigan university. And, um, so Karen Davidson, Karen Parker Davidson, um, did this study with, uh, let's see, it's 107 patients ages five to 12. And this is one of the coolest things. And we see this on our practice too. We don't measure it the same way that Karen did, but, um, let me just kind of give you the highlights. I wrote them down, but that's why I do have, if you see me look at my phone, that's what I'm looking at. Um, so the average time to eliminate or improve bedwetting, which is called nocturnal uresis was 79 days. So just over two months and two and a half months and your child from five to 12, no longer bed wet or it was significantly improved. And just for the article, cause I'm sure some dentists are like, well, what you know, was it two nights? Nope. It, so you have to go 14 days without wetting the bed. It's just a wonderful study when it came mm-hmm. out. And I knew a lot of the people that a lot of the doctors behind the scenes that were involved in the clinical trials for this that contributed to this article. And, you know, it was just so powerful when it came out and we had proof for what we were already seeing in our practices. But tell them what the typical treatment time takes. Yeah, that was cool because she had also looked into the research. I'm going to find it again. Um, she had looked into the research prior and prior uh treatment ranges and it didn't and well at least in here i didn't find where it said what the treatments were um that alternative treatments to oral appliance therapy basically which is probably pharmaceutical yeah right so the average range from there was three months to nine years totally unacceptable by nine years, yeah. then, you I know, mean, what a range what? that's good. Yeah. So I do want to say one more thing about this article. We'll probably say several more things, but, um, resolved. So a patient who reported zero bedwetting, um, of the patients that were treated 86 and a half percent 
zero bedwetters in that same time frame. So 79 days. So within two and a half months, kids that go into the myofunctional appliances, the oral appliance therapy for kids with sleep disorder breathing. Yeah, this was done with... 86% of them stopped bedwetting in two and a half months. This was only using the Vivos V-Starter. Um, yeah, the Vivos Guide. And Vivos Guide yeah. appliance. Which is what the we VW. built these yeah. practices on yeah. in pediatric care. Yeah, there's a lot of different appliances out there and our, and the, the, the starter is a passive one. Right. So if you're a dentist yeah. listening, it's a passive right. oral appliance. Yeah. And Sleep then time plus one hour of during the day. Yes. Only. And then so th- when you hear us talk about these appliances, the appliances that we're talking about is the Vivas appliance. And I think Callie's really good about making sure that she you there's a difference between the removable appliance and the fixed appliances, which are not Vivas Correct. appliances. Correct. Yeah. Um, we have some now, <clears throat> which is great. But what we're talking about with pediatric carry, just you know, three to twelve typically under with a with a removable guidance appliance that is, they're just sleeping in at night and taking it out. That is what's correcting the sleep disorder breathing symptoms of bedwetting and a lot of others. Yeah. Uh, so so it's a really important thing. But you know, it, you were asking me on the podcast about anxiety, like how does that come up? It's in our sleep questionnaire. So when our patients come in and they fill out the pediatric sleep questionnaire, that's one of the questions because it's not something they want to verbalize to me, especially if the boy is 10 or 11, 12, 13. We had somebody call the office. He was 20 years old and he was still suffering from bedwetting. So like that, that's just unacceptable. Like, and I know that this isn't known enough and and I use the words like unacceptable and all this stuff, like, which just sounds, sounds harsh, but we just have to do better. And part of my passion for what we do and why we even have this podcast and all of that is that I just want us to do better. Like if, if we're not do doing sleep screening. studies, right. Do better in right, the like sleep. The everyone, screening. not just dentists. Yes. If, if we're not, if schools. we don't know the link schools. School, school, screen nurses, school nurses, school psychologists, psych- I mean, counselors, like if we knew that, hey, this kid is having X symptom, especially bedwetting, like the first step needs to be, you need to see an airway dentist to have a sleep study done or a pulmonologist for a sleep study or a sleep physician, whatever. Let's figure out what's happening at night first before we're checking, you know, bladder valves and things like that. You know, like l- let's do something low cost and simple, safe and go from there Also, and see what we find. Can you imagine the data we would have if we were screening these kids properly? Like the amount, I mean, the amount of data we would have on kids that bed wet, do they have apneas at night? Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. It would change the whole narrative. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) We're done. That was it. So So I think we should talk about with that though, the expectation of it being immediate. Because you know me and my my soapboxes of really setting expectations well for any of these therapies. And the fact that it can take two and a half months, I think that's what the airway dental community really needs to know, which was this article. So I'm so glad we brought it up because they may not have seen it. So that we can we we are not saying, oh yeah, we're this thing and it's never gonna happen again right away. Like, no, that's not how this we works. We don't say that it, about anything. Well, no, but some people do. I mean, we're not we're not we're not the nocturnal uresis center for treat you know treatment center. We're, well, no, but we're a dentist office like and it. we're seeing the signs of you know malocclusion, uh, teeth incorrectly positioned, and those are those, that's what we're treating, right? We're not we're not exactly. we're going to tell a patient we're going to get their jaw wider, we're going to get their teeth right. in the right position. We're not telling any patient ever that hey you're going to have you're going to sleep better right. or that um, you're going to stop wetting the bed or you're going to stop snoring. Does, is that a byproduct of doing the things that we're doing? Heck yeah. I mean, exactly. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is like, how do these appliances work? What are, what are, which maybe that should be a whole different episode. But with these Vivos guides, with these pediatric appliances, they're correcting 
the swallowing, the muscle dysfunction. It's promoting the tongue to be up. Mm-hmm. When you correct the breathing, that is where you see a whole bunch of symptoms go away. Mm-hmm. So it's getting the kids used to wearing it, practicing their myofunctional therapy exercises, getting that tongue up, making sure that nose is clear. Mm-hmm. So, so we're treating the malocclusion, but what we're seeing is resolution of some really scary side effects. Yeah. So in that, and you said seeing that's, I think that's what's drawing parents and patients, adult patients to you is, um, no one's, no one's helping me through this. No one's talking to me about it. I feel like it's been something it's, it's something that I suffer from. Like I have sleep apnea and my kids look just like me, which probably means, you know, maybe more narrow faced or underdeveloped jaw or jaws. And what you're talking about using the appliance that we're using is so cool. And I'm earlier, I mentioned that it was a passive fit appliance. There's a lot, there's a lot of oral appliances out there. Um, and the one that we use is mixed free starter starts off as passive. And then as it gets into the sized appliances, they turn into actual tooth positioners, which are kind of, you know, we yeah, size they're designed for more active, active wear and right. And right. you're squeezing on them and clenching on yeah. them and you're, and you're really stimulating the PDL and the ligaments and mm-hmm. the, and again, by that point, they don't even have the tongue tab in them anymore, mm-hmm. which is a little middle piece on one of the appliances because it, the tongue's already up. So you've, you've corrected the breathing and now we're focusing on some more of the expansion at the tooth level. So, I mean, it, ultimately these appliances are, they can do no harm. So, so I stress that when I'm teaching this, when I'm discussing, like, if you even think your pediatric patient might benefit from it, then they need one. Yeah. Like if you're on the fence at all, then you need to put them in it because it's only going to help them. It'll catch things that you missed and fix things that you didn't know need fixing. If you didn't evaluate the swallow properly, or maybe you don't know that much about the lip seal or their nasal breathing. So in, but back to, back to the screening, it's all about the screening and and it's more than just the dentist. I can only see so many people, right? Like we have to be screening at the, at the schools and their with their family care physicians, all, all of that. Mm-hmm. And we start doing these sleep studies, which I mean, the amazing functional medicine doctors and physicians and stuff that I work with, they're, they're on board, they're doing that, right. but it's just going to be a, a, you know, the transition is going to take a little bit longer at the global scale, but that's why we're doing a podcast. Maybe yeah. 400 million people will watch this. <laughs> or four. four. Or, or four. Or, or just Wait, no, we, four. Got, we got 22. Please share. We Please got 22 share. listens to the episode one. And 161 so, on the YouTube channel. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, so like I said, bedwetting, um, to be resolved, you know, us reading that paper that Karen wrote and then the results that you see in your clinical practice, our practices. And to me, that's like whatever stigmas out there. That's about whether you grew up like me thinking that that meant sure. that you had home trouble or whatever it is like airway is an unintrusive screening. Like I don't, we don't have to sedate you and take you to the hospital and cut out your liver and hang it in, you know, on the produce scale and make sure it weighs, you know. uh, Exactly. That's why, that's why it kills me that it's just not done more. Right. But there's, you know, the home sleep study machines, not everybody has. And the weight for a full polysomnogram or even, you know, even sometimes at those sleep centers, you can get a home sleep test, you know, you just got to ask. So, uh, but it's just not, it's, it's not known as much. And so why, why is this happening? Like, I'm sure I can bust that article and get some speculation about why is bedwetting resolving when you have, when you're addressing the sleep disorder breathing problem. So, but what is it about sleep disorder breathing that causes bedwetting? So when you have a hypoxic event, so when you stop breathing multiple times per hour, 
the brain, which is the most sensitive organ Mm -hmm. to hypoxia, senses a loss in oxygen. And as Dr. Moralia has taught me and has explained, the brain will sense these very small changes in oxygen and reacts as if it's going to stop permanently. It, it, rarely does that ever happen, but that just the brain doesn't know. So, so the reaction is fight or flight. And when the brain senses a little less oxygen, it will pull it from other tissues. And one of that is the bladder. And if it pulls some oxygen from the bladder, the patient will void. Which void. means wet the bed. Why is the brain pulling oxygen from? Because it needs oxygen. It's pulling it from the tissues. And one of those is the bl- can be the bladder. Hmm. Did I just teach you something? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, this is so fun for me sometimes. So yeah, so I've heard Dr. Moralia talk about that many, many, many times. And it's just fascinating because he has treated, I mean, I don't even know the number, fake number alert, you know, thousands, whatever it is, a ton of kids throughout his career. Fake number alert. Yeah. That's great. But I mean, he, this is all he's done. This is all he does. And he, he has transformed so many dentists, even like me. I've said before, like, it's crazy that he even knows who I am or I have his phone number, like any of that to me. And he, but he's, he's done this. He has never not resolved bedwetting. Did you know that? No. He's never had a single patient that he's not been able to get bedwetting resolved. So his cases are super 100%. cool. Oh, they're so cool. And this, this is one of those aha moments for me. For you don't know our our story in terms of like phase nine of our relationship was me figuring out what she actually liked to do because I (laughs) she she, I'm super busy with the practices and my own clinical practice and she's all of a sudden diving headfirst into the extremely bottomless deep end of airway and I'm like what are you what are you doing she's like why don't you come to me in Miami and this is like right this is 20 right 2020 or 2021 2021 yeah so you'd been doing no it no, no 2020 2020 2020 so you've been doing right it for, before the world shut down we were literally no, no, in Miami. we were there after it shut down because oh, okay. remember it was kind of crazy okay it, but anyways um we get there and you're gonna do your session and then yeah it was 21 you're right you did it right after Ben or right before Ben I think I don't know it was it was the same day. But I think you were right he was after, after probably. I think you were after Ben and I'm sitting um in my spot and you were you had your little handler from the the thing going through your presentation with you and and I'm I'm watching Ben's presentation and I'm you're not next to me. And I remember looking around like is anyone else seeing this? <laughs> I mean Ben was like <laughs> case after case. Yeah. <laughs> and He's it's, like, it's like oh look I fixed this. Oh look I fixed that. Well it's like how every case started. Okay, 12 year old uh yeah. four by four by cuspid extraction, what's the bed, has anxiety, poor grades. This Ooh. is what we did. Does it? And then okay, now they're 18 years old uh on a scholarship to, you know, Notre Dame and no long, didn't want the bed after the first 4 months and and then, and then and then it was like every five minutes he did the exact same case yeah, presentation over and over with a and totally over. different patient exactly and i'm like floored like i'm like i'm not bored i won't fall asleep for anything at that moment and i'm looking around like 
Is anyone else seeing this? And I'm I, like, babe, this is what I've been doing for two. I mean, at the time, two years. Like, hello. Like, this is so. I remember great. thinking I took the wrong. And path. then I got up and did my presentation, which he'd never seen before. I've never seen I don't before or anything. Those really, like, it's just me talking. And he was, I mean, he was floored. No, he was like, I didn't. Well, this even is one of your know, first times like, to speak. Okay, yeah, like, well, yeah. well, I speak all the no, yeah. <laughs> but that not back then. No, no, no. I'm yeah, no. And so joke. I hear, you, I see your cases, and I'm like. Golly, why did I go do surgery? <laughs> this is so cool. I know that. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, but so he, you know, he he's just been so influential with that, and he's just never had a case that didn't result. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's a really powerful statement. And he's got his own training program. Oh it's yeah, awesome Airway Health yeah, Solutions. Right. And um, yeah, I'm just one super grateful for him for how he's helped you. And I am a huge fan of listening to him talk because he's he's fast. He's to the point. There's no like. Like he's like, I've done this a thousand times. You're not going to convince me it doesn't work, which is like a lot of the crazy stuff we've dealt with through something else that's happened recently. Yeah. There's nothing you can show him that he wouldn't know how to orthodontically correct or fix to like, but, he's just but like, it, it's one of those things where I think yeah. we're, this is going to change one, like one funeral at a time. Right. Where it's like, you know, medicine advances one funeral. at a Right. Time. And right. so the, the thought that it's not connected Right, you're going to have those people who are going to say bed wetting's not connecting, so we won't. We want to do that. We want to test the bladder valves right. and all these other crazy things. And it's like it costs nothing, considered compared to measuring the diameter or functionality of a bladder valve. I'm sure to screen a child for for sleep disorder breathing or undeveloped jaws. And um, but on the flip hand, like we're doing this. Every, I'm say we. You are doing this every day. Our airway doctors are doing this every single day, and they're getting these results. And no one is going to be able to come in here and say, you have to stop doing this because it doesn't work. Uh, we can't, oh, or, or not that yeah. it doesn't work, but we, you don't have any long-term studies that show a uh, peer reviewed long-term study says it's work. And I was like, we can't hurt a kid with an oral appliance. Exactly. And, and, and also that's a good way to sit around on your butt and not do anything about it for a really long time, just because you don't have some perfect study in front of you. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. You're getting me all riled up. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a, you, a lot of dentists are that way. This, this is, I know, I, I know, I this know. is fringe for a lot of dentists and these appliances have been out since the seventies. But sh- Yeah. But, but show me what the harm is in any of them. So that's the problem is, is the lack of education on their part, which I mean, if you don't go pay to go learn this stuff, you're not going to know it <laughs> is just hurting people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's just where I feel like if they had, we had a good collaborative care model where they could refer to an airway dentist and screen or treat them themselves. I don't care, but don't ignore those signs and not guide the parent because you're afraid that, you know, that other referral might steal their, your hygiene or something like, you know, they would, they go to that place forever. Cause I feel like people are worried that they refer to another dentist that like, Oh, that patient won't come back and get their teeth cleaned with you and do it. It's yeah. like, no, just like refer for the airway part and develop that relationship and it'll be really good. So <laughs> that is sleep disorder breathing and bedwetting. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye guys.